Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everybody, welcome to Ramble Reacts. Tottenham Hotspur go out of the Champions League with a whimper. It's Thursday 9th of March, I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. Hello, everybody. I tell you, I needed to lie down after that, Luke. <laughs> Gordon, a, a, a pulsating nil nil. <laughs> well, as Antonio Conte said, um, maybe people should understand there's a lot of improvement going on because it was Conference League last season. Uh, that's so right. That'll keep people warm on the uh, on the journey back from White Hart Lane in two degree weathered sleet. It's, it, I mean, it's an arse of a place to get to anyway, but it feels longer when it's a, it's a game like that. I mean, I suppose he is right they have improved because they did lose the first leg 1 0. Yeah. So could they have a third leg. <laughs> they win for a one deal win. Win that, yeah, exactly. And then they go to a fourth leg. Uh and then and, and then we all I don't and no know, one no stop one watching football it. forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh yes. An awful night for Tottenham. There's no two ways about it. An awful that. night for all of us. <laughs> to be honest. Do you know what? When um uh Pioli um or Pioli uh danced on the pitch at the end of the game, yeah. I thought you got some bloody cheek. Bright white trainers on as well. I did when he danced. I thought to myself, he he can't believe he's lucky. It's over. Yeah, that's right. I did. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, he, he obviously they went through, but he was like, "Yes, we will never have to participate in this match again." He he, he actually had a little word with the fourth and went, um, <laughs> "Can I just double check? There's definitely no extra time here." Yeah, great, great. 
<laughs> Get me on that pitch. <laughs> He's doing. A, he was doing Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I mean, it... <sighs> you got to feel for Spurs fans, have you not? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, well, obviously they've taken the brunt of this, but football fans everywhere, you got to feel yeah. sorry for. I mean, it's, this, it's these kind of times where I think football does show its best side and comes together mm. as a community to all um, <laughs> to all um, kind of get through this together. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I just feel like the reason I say you got to feel sorry for the Spurs fans is because they've had like dramatic Champions League experiences in recent enough memory, right? Of course. And they went to, to Milan, they mm-hmm. got on the end of one, and they would have rightly, I think, thought, okay, well, we're one of down in the away leg. That's not the end of the world. Um, we've got a, a decent chance at home, considering Milan's um, away record in, in England in the Champions League. It's all mm-hmm. there for us. You know, mm-hmm. they've got, got some good players and they're a good, good enough team, but nothing to be frightened of. And... I know this is like an old cliche thing to say, and maybe Spurs fans will get in touch with me and disavow me of this notion. But I just think, what's wrong with like, for the first ten minutes, just have a go, just just yeah. just get the ball out wide, push forward, and really, and and as I think it was Rio Ferdinand said, push their wing backs back. You're at home, like even Perisic just played in the World Cup final, right? Yeah. There's no reason apart from the fact that he's in a shocking form and hasn't really contributed much for a very long time. Like just pin them back, give them, give them a go. There's, there's not really anything to be scared of out wide necessarily, mm-hmm. and back yourself. And 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 then what they see, what we see instead is them just playing with absolutely no tempo whatsoever. It was almost yeah. tailor made for Milan to go right. Thanks very much. We'll just get back in position, and then um, yeah. we, we've got every chance of hitting you on the break because that's all we need to do. So the immense frustration you'd feel is is really palpable. And I, I mm. think if if they'd gone for it tonight. Even and I know this is maybe you're gonna you're gonna say look that's, you've gone you're going too far here. Say they go for it tonight and they lose four two. Mm-hmm. Is that really worse than what we've just seen? From a neutral point of view, no. I'd have loved to have well, seen. From a neutral point of view, it's great. But like, people then would maybe say they a bit a bit naive. And I know it's unrealistic because Conte's never going to do that. Well, I but suppose it just seems a little bit inexcusable, really. I think. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I think if they'd have, if, I think if they'd have gone a bit gung ho, it would have been very out of character, and people would have thought it's too much of a shift. To do well, they're that. never going to do it, are they? Maybe no. Of course, they're never going to do it. Maybe it'd be a bit reckless. But I think with Conte back in the dugout at Spurs, the, the, sort of the magnitude of the game, um, and you and, and and I know, I know what I'm about to say is is bordering on silly, but you could take inspiration from Chelsea the previous yeah. night. You know, that's why people uh, listen for you to say stuff that's borderline <laughs> silly. That's the only reason I'm here. It's just all the London clubs. Club together, as we know. Um, <laughs> and Arsenal will be gutted because Spurs have represented North London poorly tonight. But no, I, <laughs> yeah. all joking, no, joking yeah. as it, when I say taking, maybe take inspiration from the fact that Chelsea have had uh, having a terrible season, worse than Spurs, you know, certainly in, um, in the Premier League. And you think, well, actually, they pulled out a fairly unlikely result, really. It wasn't brilliant from Chelsea, but they got the job done. They're in the next round. Um, Spurs could have, you know, thought, you know, could think to themselves, right, lads, look, flipping eight, that lot can do it. We're having a better season than them. Uh, we're, we're we're much higher in the league, and so on and so forth. Right, well, let's let's go out there and let's have a let's, as you say, let's have a let's let's have a bit of purpose. You know, again, Conte back in there. You thought, right, is he going to raise it? And it just shows you that the relationship between Conte and Spurs is dead. It's gone. 
already. Yeah. He, he's I say Ramble Reacts is becoming a bit of a uh, a hotbed of uh, activity for you just <laughs> unilaterally claiming that play that managers are, done, are finished at massive clubs. Every week it's the same. I wonder who it's going to be next week. We've had Klopp, but now we're having Conte. It's yeah, brilliant. I'll... I rode back a little bit on Absolute Klopp. graveyard shift on Ramble Reacts these days. <laughs> Tell you what, though, Marco Silva, he's as no, safe as Elsie. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. You're right because Spurs will pinch him at the end of summer. I'm telling you yeah, now. Yeah, like, well, like, you never know. But like, if, I think you're, I think you're onto something. And, I, and I'll tell you how I would frame it. I'd frame it like this. I would say, look at the night from start to finish, and just look how negative it is in, in approach. So you can go. Um, the way they started with no tempo, the, uh, people just crying out for the first half to be over. They don't shoot any threat. And then maybe you go, all right, then, well, maybe they just don't want to concede one. And then the second half, they'll really go for it because they've not left the back door open. That doesn't happen. Then you've got um, the Christian Christian Romero thing, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But we could talk about that in, in its entirety if you like. But the reaction to that from Conte was to bring off Kuliseski and bring on Davis and Sanchez when yeah. they need a goal. They're going yeah. out whatever happens, which is completely pointless. Yeah. And then the post-match interview, which Conte takes about an hour and a half to come out for, mm. um, he looks absolutely crestfallen. He looks like he's, to be, to be perfectly frank, he looks like he's completely given up already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some of the things he came out with I mean the key quote for me wasn't actually the quote he gave to BT Sport but it was the quote he gave to another broadcaster where he said the following my contract expires in June we will see they might sack me even before the end of the season who knows maybe they are disappointed it's like you might as well just say you might as well just say I've, I'm, I'm up for it I'll go yeah, yeah it's, well, it's, well, that, there's that nothing is, positive about the entire <laughs> night That that is what he's saying so when I say the relationship between them is dead, actually, it's not like great of a revelation, isn't it? I'm just echoing the thoughts of the man himself, mm. essentially. I mean, yeah, but for BT Sport, he did make a point reminding everyone that Spurs went out to Enes Mura in the Conference League last season. That's right. That That is just him. That's his pride talking there. Um, yeah. And I, I, look, I understand he's a human being. All the knives are out for him and, and, and whatnot. Um, he doesn't want to be there. No, but, he, but I say the knives are out for him. He's going to fall on his own sword by the by the looks of it, um, or he'd be happy to. Um, but before the game, though, Conte said, if you ask me if I want to win the Champions League, I would say yes. But then there is the reality. Yeah. Before the game. And then they put in that performance. I tell you, this puts the, 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 the club's hierarchy and, and Levy in a position. Do you really want this for the last few months of the season? I know they're fourth, they say the Premier League table doesn't lie. Well, it bloody is this season because Spurs are fourth. And it, it, it's, it's remarkable. Um, it, it's, it's, it's insane that they are fourth. It, it, and again, Liverpool and Chelsea not having great seasons, but Liverpool now start beginning to, click to get... Into gear, probably, yeah. Start to click into gear, absolutely. Which is not what you said last time we did one of these, by the way. Well, no, because they've just been beaten 5-2 at home by Real Madrid, I think yeah. you'll find. Yeah. But I'm, I, look... I'm I'm happy to hunt with a hound and run with a hare. If if, if, if <laughs> that's a, that's a secret to a great broadcaster. <laughs> you know what they say: sometimes wrong, sometimes right, always certain. There we- <laughs> um, but I think, but so what is so what? I mean, without jumping ahead too much, you know, that is a big question. That leave, you know, after those comments, you see, when he makes those comments, he pretty much said what the one that you said, Luke. Hmm. He's almost asking to be sacked. You don't say yeah. that. You think about all the other managers. You think about what Graham Potter's come out with this week. You know, he's getting a little bit touchy. I know very different stages in their, well, in their careers, but also um, with their, their different current Different situations clubs. as well. Different situations, absolutely. But you look at any manager who 
is in is in a job. They they come out fighting. It's fighting talk, or they're a bit sarcastic, or they're a bit dismissive, whatever. Yeah. He's well, the comments speak for themselves. Yeah, and he th- he comes across like a guy who has been in poor health, who does miss his family back in Italy, mm. who is re- immensely frustrated. And you know, if a team is a reflection of their manager, based on what we've seen, not just tonight, but several other times this season, both domestically and uh, in Europe, it's you know the writing's on the wall. But I mean, having said that, they have they have been capable when the chips have fallen in a certain way to. They're capable of putting performances together, but there's just nothing mm. consistent. And that may well just be because there's a golf in player quality, maybe in between them and some other Premier League teams. Or, you know, I don't know, they're obviously capable in some way. Mm. But you know, I, I just think, you know, from everything you can look at from last night's game, even the delivery, like, I mean, they weren't too bad in possession, but they were so slow. And then yeah. when they finally got round to doing whatever it is they seemed they wanted to do, the delivery was really poor, bar an occasional Pedro Porro cross. I, mean, yeah. I can think of one cross that he put in, which is a really good one. And the sun ball for Kane at the end was actually an average ball that Kane made look good. Yeah. Um, you, and that you're was, right. That though. was really it, to be honest. But you're right. The, the, the delivery was poor and they had chances to put in a delivery. And you've got Harry Kane up there who you know isn't too bad at getting on the end of some of those ones. I mean, he had a header at the end. Of, I mean, the last sort of minute and a half of the game suddenly became what it should have been for the last half an hour, 20 yeah, minutes at sure, least. Yeah. Because, I, I, can't, I can't, sorry to cut in, but I can subscribe to the idea that if you're in that position in the second leg, you mm. keep it tight for an hour. Yeah, That's fine. Because what you do is you start to kind of build momentum, mm. you shut them down, you kind of cut, you, know, you almost yeah. like, you know, cut their momentum as it were, and then you start to really move through the gears. But the problem they've also got is there's a big disconnect between their their midfield players and the forward players they play. If you look at, like, if you play two in midfield, and I know Milan played two in central midfield as well tonight, but generally speaking, you play two in midfield, and it's Hoiberg and Skip, you know, both both honest, hardworking, like solid mm-hmm. types. You know, Skip, I think, has got a bright future in the game, but they ain't creating anything for you. And it's almost no. a bit like, if you're not going to get create creativity from the wide players as well, because they're going to just, you know, sit on their hands, really, at wing-back, you really are just saying, I really hope that Harry Kane can do something, or Son can do something, or Kulosevsky mm-hmm. can pull something out the bag. And we've seen from Son this season, he's not been able to do that. No. And then Kulosevsky got the hook anyway. So... It's yeah, tough for them. It's I really tough. That. And I would, I would be tremendously fucking pissed off with Christian Romero if I was a player for Spurs as well. Oh my god! Because goodness. that is inexcusably bad. And if you're a teammate of his, you are you probably have him by the throat in the dressing room. Yeah, because be even if to. Yeah, but that I mean that 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 completely killed any chance off for Spurs. And actually, Milan should have won the game on the night. They had chances. There was a couple of I think it was was it Diaz had a chance. Maybe when it was still eleven v eleven, actually. And what on earth he didn't hit it first time and he dilly-dallied. I think it was Diaz, yeah. whoever it was. And then towards the end of the game, I mean, Origi hits the post. They have a few breakaways. I mean, if, if that Harry Kane header had have gone in, Pioli would have said, what on earth are we doing in extra time, lads? But the fact is they, they in the end, comfortably got over the line. But yeah. the Romero sending off, I mean, I saw that. <laughs> I got, I, somebody put that clip around of Roy Keane saying, you know what, if it were me, I'd probably smash somebody, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to make myself feel a bit better. <laughs> that, you can't that, do was, that twice, though, can you? <laughs> was that what he was doing? Yeah. He's just like, well, well, we need to inject a bit of fight and a bit of something, and you kind of think, yeah, but not like that. I think I think we've all we've all seen and played with probably at our own level players who defensive players who want to go and win the ball, who mm. want to make things happen, and I do think that in the modern game at the top level, 
it's not just the goalkeepers that are asked to, to start off attacks. Romero, in my experience of watching Spurs, and I've been there plenty of times, um, he is actually tasked with starting attacks for Spurs. And I've I've been there, you know, from game to game when Raby's been in and out the side, usually for suspension reasons, but sometimes for injury. Mm. Um, and it, they do look like a very, very different team with him there to do that. And he's got a lot of physical attributes. He's got really, physically, he's got everything. Like he's, he's technically pretty good. He's quick. He's really strong. But he's got no brain whatsoever. Yeah. Like he, he's only got one way of playing. Yeah. And I think for and and I think that's his sixth red card of his career, and he's obviously not that old. But I would say this one more than any other typifies what kind of player you're looking at because to do that not only in the situation they're in, but the fact that he's already on a yellow card, which was a ridiculous challenge anyway. I mean, the the, the, the striker, provided he doesn't get injured, the striker's absolutely rubbing his hands together mm. like, with that because it's so late, it's ridiculous. Um, it's not even hard for the forward to make a make a meal of it, yeah. and then he so he picks up that yellow. The second yellow is by the bench on the halfway line, and there's someone know. covering. There's no need to do it. Like you, there's absolutely no need to do it. Yeah, and it's like he can't help himself. He genuinely cannot help himself, and that is the difference. I, I think you can probably get away with being a mid-level Premier League defender mm-hmm. with those physical attributes he's got and that mentality, but you cannot perform at the very top level with that mentality. You, I mean, the players should have every right to be absolutely gutted about that. Mm. Because as you say, Conte exacerbates it with his negative decision-making afterwards with, with bringing off Kulisevsky and bringing on Sanchez. But, this, I mean, he should never have been forced into that position by a player who's got that kind of ability. I mean, it's just it's inexcusable. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, you, you look at around at that, that that Tottenham team. You know who they've got on the bench. You've mentioned some of the players who started. You know, Skip's got a bright future. You know, but he's long way from the finished article, I mean, or, he or a little bit really old. If I may be rude, he, he does. Yeah, you're really right. Old, but he's when I heard 22. he was in his twenties, I thought to myself, <laughs> "Can we? Ha- yeah, I, I'd." There's hope for us all. Uh, maybe I don't know, but 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 he's a good player. Not being disrespectful, but Spurs. I think it was Glenn Hoddle said they need at least five players in the summer. I would say you know you probably need some more. Um, this is one transfer um, that Spurs are already looking into is a potential move for Emmy Martinez, the former Arsenal man. You just think to That's yourself, read it. the room, lads. <laughs> Well, they do need to. Re- I mean, they do need a long-term replacement for Hugo Lloris. That's definitely true. I mean, yeah. I mean, by the way, a little mention for Fraser Forster. He's come in and done save. pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah, he made a good save earlier. Uh, sorry, last night he made a decent save um, from that kind of deflected, kind of point-blank shot. Was it from Giroud, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's come in and done done what he's needed to do, but they need a long-term solution. Yeah. Because Lloris is obviously not an improving goalkeeper. And then, um, and then um, by the way, just, just to, um, on the Martinez thing, of course, he yeah. prides himself on being the biggest shithouse in football. So yeah. I imagine he's keen on the move. <laughs> yeah, he'll relish it. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he actually would. Like that's what fuels him. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but isn't it, doesn't it speak volumes that, I mean, when was the last time? And it, I imagine the answer to this is going to be, it's never happened where since we've been doing this show, you've ever felt like Spurs had one, at least two or three players short of what they needed. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah that's, I, that's, I, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. What about Harry Kane, though? I mean, we, we talked a tiny bit about him there. He's been heavily linked with a summer move to Manchester United this week. The, the, the question really is not whether he'd fancy a move. I think you know he's got the goal-scoring record at Tottenham now, of course. 
uh, and so on. I think Kane would be up for a move. The big question, really, of course, is that is can Charlie Kane pull it off? Charlie Kane will conspire to somehow <laughs> miss the meeting, enter the room for negotiations with like a ladder over his shoulder with a bucket of paint on the end, cover, you know, whoever's night by that point in white paint, and uh, the whole thing will get cooled off. Um, and Kane will end up signing another contract without fully realizing he's done it. Mm. I, I, I just, I just think. Um, so no is your answer. I, I don't want to be doom and gloom because I think Spurs fans probably suffered enough last night but he's got a big decision to make he really has I mean mm. it, it depends and it's not about I'm not I don't want to be one of those people who jumps on the radio and says oh Kane's a disgrace if he doesn't do this he's got no ambition kind of thing because I saved that I saved all that for Matt Letizio's career and I feel like I've, I've, I've used all my juice on that <laughs> but what I would say is this it may well be that Harry Kane's priority is to be the best ever Spurs player like he that's just his it's not though. It's not. Think about that interview he did with Gary Neville, where he was te- he was saying, "I oh, oh, changed well, his I'm mind all the time, Marcus." He said that he said a while back that he wanted to leave, and then he changed his mind. He never changed his mind. Levy told him he wasn't leaving. And he had to honor his contract. That's why he stayed. It's the only reason he stayed. Couldn't mm-hmm. get out the contract. Let's be clear on that. Kane had to get over that, and obviously, yes, he 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 loves Spurs, and he wants to. Uh, you know, he's he's a Spurs legend. There's no two ways about that. But. He can also, at the same time, want to leave and go and win trophies. A player of his calibre should have already a number of medals. And he is in danger of not winning anything in his career. The closest he's come to winning, uh, obviously, Champions League final, you know, but that, that seems like a total one-off now. They seem light years away from anything like that. Yeah. And, and uh, I did think to myself, actually, if he won something with England, maybe that would have... You know, he could have thought, okay, well, you know, I've won the Euros. Or it's pretty thin gruel, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm putting all me, all me eggs in the basket <laughs> of either winning something with Spurs or with England. You might not, might as well not bother. The just man needs, he needs to change country and club. My advice to you, Harry, is just do something else. Yeah, <laughs> find another career. Yeah. Just yeah, find another sport where you just represent yourself. Really, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what you've got to do. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. It's been widely reported this week that Maurizio Pochettino wants to return to Tottenham should Conte leave at the end of the season. Conte will definitely be gone by the end of the season, maybe before, we, we, we're not sure about that. Uh, yeah, Pochettino, it's just, it's never gone away, has it really? No. Even even when he, the day after he left the club, it was kind of like, well, God, we really hope we see this guy another time. It Almost like Mourinho and Chelsea, a little bit like that. Um, which, which again, has also been rumoured um, <sighs> a week or two ago, which is, I mean, if nothing else is enjoyable to read. I was about to say, like, I can't want that to happen enough for my <laughs> own selfish podcasty benefit. <laughs> but let, let me let me let me say something about Pochettino and Spurs potentially. Please. Then, so to me, it looks like it's the only play that Levy and the mm. ownership have left. I yeah. mean, they've they've thrown their lot in with a series of managers since they didn't back Pochettino. So, you know, we always we always reference this, but just for those who are listening who don't know or don't remember, after Spurs got to the Champions League final after you know, under Pochettino, they then like farcically just didn't strengthen the team and really build mm. from it. And obviously that was the probably the seed was sown with Pochettino about how dissatisfied he was. Now, that situation is really the story of Spurs since then as well because they, they, the fans have been after to put up with all this stuff about oh we've got the new stadium now and you know and now mm. we've got the Mourinho situation and then obviously he's a born winner and that didn't work and now we're going to try Nuno um, he's like a project manager that lasted four months mm. then they go and get Conte who they couldn't get the first time which meant they got Nuno and it's all just an absolute mess totally, and it really yeah. is difficult to see what their play is after Conte given their recent track record I think they'll be absolute anarchy and mutiny among the fan base if they were to to, to, to uh, replace Conte with anyone else other than Pochettino. It's like, to me, it feels like the last roll of the dice for that ownership because um, yeah. there's no other feasible move you can think of that's mm. going to be anything different than just the same old shit the fans are about to put up with. So to me, it makes sense, but I feel like maybe the time has come for the Spurs' ownership to hoover up the billions' profit they'll undoubtedly make by selling the club and allow someone else to have a go at it, really. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't think there's anything I can add to that because I think you, you got it all spot on. I would say that um, there was <laughs> there was an amusing moment in the uh, the BT Sports studio when Jake Humphrey said uh, to Glenn Hoddle, would you... Would you, would you fancy it? You know, last few months of the season, something like that. And Hoddle laughed and went, oh, well, you know. And uh, Crouchy went, well, I'll be your number two. And Ferdinand said, well, you can get me in there as well. Sorted them. And Sorted. Ferdinand went, oh, you get me in there as well. I'll just big you up or something like that. And he joked along with it. And then he went, you know, but a man's still in the job. All right. So we should be disrespectful. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, think man. he's worried about that. I don't think, I don't... no, that's why he didn't come out for his post match interview. He's fuming with the disrespect he was shown <laughs> just, by the chance just of, love how quickly yeah, of reality like... TV show. Star Peter Crouch, podcaster yeah. Peter Crouch. Rio, if 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 Antonio Conte was in the studio or nearby, he'd have popped his head and gone, "Yeah, Glenn, Glenn you fancy it? Do you? What would you do if just like as they were having that conversation, just all you saw fly into shot from off camera was just a uh, a, a pass card for Spurs that Conte <laughs> just threw in? There you go, help yourself. <laughs> yeah. The lanyard comes flying in. See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> 
teams are all yours. Yeah. No. Uh, um, yeah, so we, look, we are going to always laugh at the expense of football clubs because that's just the thing that we do. But, you know, that was, I mean, in summary, that was that was turgid stuff. That was terrible stuff last night. Yeah. And um, I think there's an element of sympathy that I have with no, of Spurs course. fans for it because, I mean, some of them will still be getting home at the time of recording. Um, might they turn to one of their former players Luke Moore in the form of Scott Parker Mm. he knows the club and he's free he's a free agent right now because Cub Bruges have let him go he was sacked after they were hammered 5-1 by Benfica on Tuesday they did score a lovely goal it was a beauty it was an absolute beauty and this is the sequel we needed to the guy's coverage of the uh, of the game last night and Pete yeah. was absolutely spot on when he talked about Scotty Parker's uh, body warmer mm. for me that's some again I'm going to use that word again it's inexcusable stuff if you're going to if you're going to rock up wearing that over a suit and then get smashed 5-1 you're mm. going to look a prat do you think when they saw him rock up with that they thought even if we win 5-0 tonight the writing's on the ball. We can't be seen. We can't be seen with that. No, exactly. Like when Roy Keane said he can, he, he listened to Robbie Savage's voicemail. So I can't be signing can't that. Be signing. Like the club, the club hierarchy were like, we, we can't have, we can't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he only won two out of twelve games since taking the job in December. Yeah. Shame, really, because I do. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. No, you love Scotty Parker. You've got a lot of affinity for him. I think a lot of people um, have, have a, a bit of goodwill towards him, but yeah, it's it's not worked out from there. It's a shame. And I think it's incredibly unlikely that he will get um, the Spurs job. By I think the it's way. very unlikely he's going to walk into a Premier League job at this point, Mark, because <laughs> I'll be absolutely clear on that. Uh, this doesn't mean to say he couldn't maybe go to Charlton, his ex-club, or build, start to rebuild his career somewhere else. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I wonder, obviously I haven't watched much of Club Rouge, so I'm going to be speaking from a position of relative ignorance here, but it mm. does seem very quick. I mean, he took the job in December. They're still yeah. 12 games in touching distance of, of, I think they finished second last season uh, behind mm. Union since you are. So, I mean, they're still in touching distance of that. To, yeah, but if they, if they if they all just think now nah, this is a poor appointment this is just not happening he's not yeah. he's not good enough look or whatever the, look at the body warmer was it because yeah, of my performances don't know I haven't watched them but that is unacceptable indeed yeah well I, I, and I, but but Scott Parker might um, find a bit of inspiration from an unlikely source we go of course to the other game that happened last night in the Champions League Bayern beat PSG two nil uh, and therefore three nil on aggregate Eric Maxim Chipu Moting. With, with another goal for, for Bayern. At the age of, is he 33 or 34? Um, it, it is remarkable the Indian summer that man is having in his footballing career. It easily his best uh, 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 goal-scoring tally of the man's career. I mean, it, he's having a brilliant, brilliant time. It's, it's, it is incredible. So he scores. And then, of course, Serge Gnabry, the former West Brom man, gets it on the act. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> that is a little bit disingenuous. I mean, I think he only had one league performance appearance for West Brom, and he's, he, he, you know, he's been a stalwart yeah. in the Germany side since. You know, I think he's got about twenty-one international. Goals. Serge Gnabry, the former West <laughs> Brom man, is like describing Abraham Lincoln as a man who quite like model train sets. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's known for other stuff. And I'm not really sure that's the that's the top line of his bio. Yeah. Well, remember, Ringo wasn't the original member of the Beatles. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You know. I, I also seem to remember Tony Pulis not much liking having him in the team either. Yeah, um, but I could be I could have my memory wrong on that. Yeah, um, Chupo Moting is a really interesting one because if you find yourself at Stoke um, mm-hmm. at 28, having played yeah. for Mainz, Schalke, Hamburg, and I think a, a lone spell at FC Nuremberg, mm. you're unlikely to end your career via PSG and Bayern Munich. But he's it done didn't. it, and yeah. I think um, 
it was it was just so interesting to see how PSG crashed out. It's just the same old thing. It's get pressed off the ball, pressed out of it, um, all over the place. Sixes and sevens at the back, and I mean, Chupo Martin's goal was an was an easy goal to score for him. Oh, man. And then Gnabry comes up the other end, the soccer punches him when they're looking to kind of get back in the game. And I was really interested in Owen Hargreaves' comments about mm-hmm. PSG. I don't know if you saw them, but he said. Um, for PSG to have any kind of sustained long-term success, um, they need to somehow make a connection between where the best talent in the world comes from, which is mm-hmm. fucking Paris, yep. and use that as a funnel into mm. PSG. So he's saying to them, look, you need to tear it up and start again. Mm. You need to start... He, he said, he said I think it was a reasonable point, he said they could probably win the French League with a load of young... French players from yeah. Paris and a few yeah. few experienced pros peppered around them because it, and, and then they're, then they're starting to build long term and they just look so imbalanced and, and the mm-hmm. record you shared it with me earlier the record in the Champions League just speaks for itself and, they, and they're learning absolutely nothing from yeah. a four two win at home to Nantes which is what they did last time in the league and mm-hmm. Messi gets a goal and Mbappe yeah. gets a goal and it's like Oprah you get a car you get a car you get a car everyone gets a car and then when you get in the Champions League it's yeah. like they're, 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 nobody like gets a car. No one gets even a moped, let alone no, a car, and no. it's nowhere near where they need to be. No, I think I think that's right. I think you know they they, they reached the final in uh, 2020 and semi final a year later, and you thought, oh, here we go, they're going to crack it, and then this season, the last season, again. last 16, so, so the same again. I mean, it's don't get me wrong, it's bloody enjoyable if you're not a PSG fan. You know, they're not the most popular club around. I think you you'll you, you may have noticed. Um, but you're right. If they really wanted to do something, um, get some. Just, yeah, you've already said it. No point in me saying it. But it. But let's be clear. It's enjoyable. They've gone out. I understand it's to buy and you know. But for but for chip and someone like that at some point. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's not like oh hurrah, Bayern are into the next round of the Champions well, League. Yeah. But chip emoting, I think we can. You know, there's a little bit of silver lining there. Um, do you know what, Luke? I'm going to be. I'm going to bloody well ask you, at this stage of the Champions League, who do you fancy? Well, I was thinking that actually earlier before we came to do the show. I was thinking about um, about Bayern. Mm. I was thinking, like, it seems to me that if you look at the um, <clears throat> the odds for the Champions League winner, mm. now, more often than not, it appears to be, um, like, Man City tend to be favourites. Yeah. And if you look at the odds at the moment with our, with our friends at Betfair... Um, Man City are favourites. The Bayern Munich second favourites. Real Madrid third favourites. Then Napoli actually. But well, I was I about to say it's kind of it's kind of open though. I'll tell you why. Because I think Bayern Munich aside, um, I think you could argue that a lot of teams have got obvious shortcomings. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it does seem a little bit more open than perhaps it has done in the past. Um, but. I mean, the, the odds suggest it'll be one of City, Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. I'd bloody love Napoli to do it. I mean, it won't Come happen, on. but I'd bloody love I, it to happen. I think Napoli are going to do it. No way. Why? I think Ramble Reacts brings out the very, the very, the silly in you. <laughs> what? But why though? They're, they're absolutely chomping up Serie A. Klopp's playing finished, with... Conte's finished, Napoli are going to win the Champions League. That's what you get from Marcus. It's, it's like, it's like Hollyoaks Knights. <laughs> it's like X-rated stuff. Yeah, well, maybe I should do this and show a bit of nipple or something. Get into the <laughs> real spirit of it. Um, no, I, I said Conte's relationship with Spurs is dead. I mean, he, he himself has basically admitted that. It's not an outrageous one. But with Napoli, I, Real Madrid's, uh, you know, I, I think... I, I, don't, I look at Real Madrid, I even look at Bayern. 
Yeah, Bayern are pretty strong. Man City, to me, are, you know, they have a glorious opportunity this year. You could argue that every year, but Real Madrid, I don't think, are that great, but they're still Real Madrid and Carlo Ancelotti and all that. And Bayern are still Bayern. Um, I, I, yeah, so Man City, I think, have got a great chance. But I just look at Napoli, the way they're playing. It's... I think that they just, the way they sort of swarm teams, you know, the, the individual performance. Yeah, but they'll come up got. against the Bayern or something and then Bayern will Well, okay. So, I, so I could them. see Bayern beating Napoli in the final, maybe. Something like that. You know, there's just one step too far. Or usually, actually, a, a side like Napoli, an exciting team in the Champions League. We saw it with Ajax. We've seen it with, um, all the way back to, to Dynamo um, Kiev. Uh, if, you know, if you want... Um, often a really exciting side. The semi-final tends to be the kind of ceiling. They just can't get over that hurdle. But I don't know. I, I would bloody love Napoli to do it. Spalletti, not won many trophies as a manager. He's in his 60s. Where is he getting this level of performance? Yeah. It is a stunning stuff. And I think Napoli have only ever won the UEFA Cup, right, in, in terms of European trophies in their history. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be an incredible story, Marcus. I don't think there's much chance of it happening personally, but I would love much it as chance? much as you would. That's an outside chance. No, because I, th- I think it just starts to get... Re- it is open. There's a chance they can do well. They'll obviously, I think they'll get past Eintracht Frankfurt, of course, but mm-hmm. after that, it starts to get business time. It, it, I think, having said it looks open, it'll look a lot less open this time in a couple of weeks. We shall see. Where, we where shall basically, see. by that time, doing a ramble reaction with you in two weeks' time, you'll have, you'll have touted... Can John Joe Shelby is the best player Come in Premier League history and say that you, you know, UFOs <laughs> you, are coming you, down. You're, 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 you're doing me a disservice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've not said anything. I have not. <laughs> so what? <laughs> All right, yeah. What do, you, what do you understand this relationship to be? <laughs> More alive than Conte and Spurs, but yeah. only just. Yeah, that doesn't um, say much. Tonight, the Europa League is back. Manchester United host Real Betis and Arsenal travel to Sporting. Interesting how Arsenal will approach that one. It is, but I'm more interested in the May United game, to be honest, because we want to see what reaction we get. Those of us who love football, just for the sheer drama of it, um, will be very keen to see how May United respond against a capable Real Betis team after what happened at the weekend because obviously Ten Hag came out in this press conference and said that Bruno Fernandes is definitely his captain when Maguire's not playing and that he's got a lot of qualities and there's no suggestion that his behaviour was going to mean that he'd have the captaincy stripped, etc, etc. So, it will be really. I kind of thought that what we saw from them against Liverpool was, you know, terrible, but probably mm. a, a one-off blip rather than evidence of a wider malaise. But we'll probably find out tonight, or a combination of tonight and at the weekend um, when they play uh, home to Southampton, which you know is, is really an ideal fixture for them. So that to mm. me, the game against Betis t- tonight is 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 the interesting one. Yeah, Betis fifth currently in uh, La Liga. Doing but, all right. But capable, they are capable. And I think they had a creditable yeah. draw against Real Madrid last time out and they they won a few games before that. So it's a challenge. Mm. Well, we'd like to see another seven-goal game, wouldn't we, involving Manchester United? Always. Um, that would be uh, that would be just a ticket, especially after flipping Spurs nil, AC Milan nil. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. Later today, Dotton and Andy are joined by Nicky Bandini for the Italian Perspective on Milan. Plus, they'll explore Neymar's precarious future at PSG and why Dortmund couldn't get it done against Chelsea. There we are. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you very, very soon. The 
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.